Hey, this is R Dub from Sunday Night Slow Jams, and you're listening to hashtag Dad Swag, the swaggiest place on earth for all fathers and father figures alike. And now, here's your host, my brother, JC. Yes, yes, what's going on to all my dad's side peeps around the world? What's good? How you doing? I hope you and yours are well and blessed. To all my dad's side peeps in the Bay Area, you know, we say yay! Because in the Bay Area, we like to dance a little different. But no matter where you're listening from, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hashtag Dad's Swag Podcast. You already know who I am. You know what I do. You know what this is. I'm your host, JC. And as always, it is a pleasure and a blessing to be here with you today. Now, some of you may be wondering why I'm dropping an episode on Saturday as opposed to dropping it on Friday like I normally do. Well, if you're a returning listener or you've been following me on any of my social media platforms, then you'll know that recently I've been promoted to stay at home dad. So just to be honest and transparent, I haven't really figured out the best recording time and the best drop time, but I promise you I'll have that all ironed out and figured out by season two. And speaking about season two, this is season one, episode 19. That means we are one episode, one episode away from the first ever Hashtag That's Why podcast season finale, y'all. We finally here. We finally made it. It was a crazy and long road, but you know what? We had a lot of fun. We shared some tears. We share some laughs, and I hope and I pray that you were able to pull from my dad swag journey just as I was able to pull from a lot of your dad swag journeys. And I hope that it's motivated you and inspired you to come back for season two. In keeping that same energy, the season finale will broadcast live on Thursday, February 11th at 6 p.m. Again, Thursday, February 11th at 6 p.m. on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And I won't say much because I don't want to give too much away and I want to make sure that you guys tune in. But I will say this. I think you're going to love my next guest. But we ain't there yet and this ain't that. So let's get into what we came to get into. Y'all ready? Dope. So today we're going to talk about something that I personally have struggled with. And you know, anytime you turn on this podcast, you're going to get the real, right? You're going to get real facts real experience, and real emotions. I've built this podcast around openness and transparency, and that's not going to stop. So my wife and I, we recently escaped for the weekend. And notice, I didn't say my wife and kids or my family and I. I mean, on some Bill Withers, just the two of us, my wife and I, escaped for the weekend. And we drove down to the wine country here in the Bay Area. And we stayed at this amazing location. I mean amazing location to the point where I would tell you where it's at. But I'm not going to tell you where it's at. Because the least people know about it, the more opportunity I get to book it. It's kind of selfish. And I'm sorry I'm not sorry. But as I digress, 
my wife and I, we escaped for a weekend, stayed at this amazing location, and we got real, real, real intimate. Now, because of COVID, there wasn't much open for us to do or explore. So really for the first time in God knows how long, there were no children for us to attend to. And like I said, because of the shutdown, there were no uh, real events or restaurants or places for us to attend. So all we could really do is attend to each other. And let me say this. The TV was on, but I can't tell you what was playing. I know the Warriors were playing at one point, but I don't remember who or what the score was in any quarter. I think I even caught the end of the game. And I don't remember what the situation was. Nothing and no one around me mattered. All that mattered was who was in front of me. And let me tell you something. That level of intimacy, <laughs> boy, it was magical. It was spiritual. It was physical. And it was emotional. Now... Some of you may be a little disappointed. Some of you may feel like I left you hanging or there's a and kind of moment. Because <laughs> I purposely, by the way, described our intimate weekend in such a way that suggests something I didn't say. I don't know if you're following me. Look, it is very natural and very common as human beings, especially as men, to hear the word intimate or intimacy and think sexually. And even though this is common and natural, it's also very unfortunate. Feel me on this, because that way of thinking leads to misguided information. Misguided information leads to misinterpreted feelings and misinterpreted feelings inevitably lead to misunderstandings you know what i find interesting we as people i mean you've heard from counselors you've heard from a self-help book after self-help book you've heard it from pastors you've heard it from other couples we've grown to accept that communication is key now I can tell you from personal experience, from this experience, that is somewhat misguided information. Communication is not key, in my opinion. Understanding and comprehension, now that's the key. You see, my wife has been telling me she needs me to be more intimate for a while now. And if communication is key was the truth, then by those standards, she's done her job, right? But just as it's my job to seek understanding, it's equally her job to help me understand and vice versa. See, understanding and comprehension, that's a team sport. And in being a team sport, and for the sake of this episode, we'll call it a, we'll call it a couple sport. In being a couple sport, Understanding and comprehension is something you should not 
and should not try to do on your own. I mean, for my fellow Christians and my fellow Bible readers, even the word of God says we shouldn't do this, right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite verses. Right after it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It says, lean not on your own understanding. And if we're supposed to apply the word of God to our daily lives, then what more important and fruitful way to apply it than to the covenant commitment we've made in our marriage? Woo! Okay, okay. A little deep, a little deep. But let me let me stop there because uh, I've been watching too much Elevation Church, listening to too much Pastor Stephen Furtick, and if I start flowing, I'm going to keep going, and you know we'll say that for another time. Okay, but the point is this. Don't get me wrong. Communication is very important, but the actions that happen after communication don't happen without comprehension. And how well someone comprehends something or doesn't comprehend something determine the satisfaction in the results you get back. You know, looking back on it now, what's crazy is when my wife and I first got together, intimacy was never an issue. I was a cuddle champion, boy. Ask anyone who knew us, my romance meter for this girl was untouchable. And then I went to prison. I went to prison and I had to sit down for a little bit. And my girlfriend, she became a mother. And she became a mother in every sense of the word. As I was serving my time, I wrote her letters daily. And I never ran out of words to say. And these letters weren't just one-page letters. I mean, some of them were ten-page letters. But my letters were filled with the memory of us, the memory of her in our intimate moments. That's what flooded my letters. Because unless you know personally, or if you know somebody who's gone through the prison system, parts of you have to die emotionally to make sure you stay alive physically. I imagine it being like me writing away my emotions. I imagine it being like every letter I send was a piece of my love, was a piece of my uh, affection, was a piece of my intimacy, was a piece of my memory so that I could focus on what was going on in my reality. You know what I just realized, which is kind of interesting? My stress level in there determined how long my letters were. The more stressed I was, the more I wrote. And it's almost like the more stressed I was, I needed to get whatever emotion I had off my chest and get rid of it. That's actually kind of interesting. I just thought of that. But here's the fact. Even though my letters hadn't changed, I had. But at the same time, outside of my cinder block reality, my wife was doing some changing on her own. She had entered into motherhood, one of the biggest changes a woman can make. And she entered into motherhood in the most unprecedented, unexpected, uncommon, unprepared way. Bringing a child into this world with no present father, no partner support outside of her family, and dealing with your firstborn having Down syndrome and battling leukemia. Not only did she become a mother overnight, she became a woman. When I went to prison, we were just two kids, madly in love. 
Like, yo, at a silly level, we were just two kids madly in love. When I got home, I was emotionally shut off and she had matured. So as much as I hate to admit it now, <laughs> like I still hate to admit it, but I can admit it. And I refused, we refused to admit it then. We had grew apart. And not in the sense where feelings had changed. I still loved her and she still loved me. So let me rephrase that. We didn't grow apart, but we grew up apart. Like I said, we knew we loved each other, but we were no longer sure, no longer knew how to love each other in this new space we were in. So how did we make it nearly 13 years together and nearly seven years married? That's all by the grace of God and the people he put in our lives that gave us the space and opportunity to fall in love all over again. But even though we had fell in love all over again, intimacy was still lacking. She still needed more intimacy and that's scary because the lack of intimacy is one of the top reasons for breakups, divorces, and infidelity. But understanding it, that is the first step towards cultivating it. You know, one thing I learned about women, at least my woman, my wife, is this. When it comes to our marriage or her feelings, what she wants is what she needs. What I know about men, speaking as a man, is we are not often as emotionally mature as women. So we may say we need something that in reality is what we want because we don't really understand or comprehend exactly what it is we actually need. I don't know if you understood that. So let me break it down like this. Um, when my wife says, I need intimacy, she's also saying, I want intimacy. And for men, when men say, I need sex, they may be saying, I need intimacy. I mean, how many movies out there where, you know, a man is in a relationship and then they break up or whatever the case may be. And then he goes and he sleeps around with a bunch of women to try to fulfill a void. And then he realizes he's unhappy. And then he finds that one who makes him feel complete and makes him feel like he is fulfilled, not through sex, but through connection. You see, as husbands, as fathers, as men overall, we kind of get a bad shake of things, right? That the narrative about vulnerability for us isn't a good one. It, you know, if we show vulnerability, we're showing weakness, and that's honestly not fair. Because if you're married, you've had at least one significant intimate experience with your wife because you've committed your life to her and vice versa and if we're honest with each other we can really say that one intimate experience could replace a hundred random encounters now some of you guys may be like nah jay women don't always know what they want and that's true not all women know what they want or need etc uh, but what i'm saying is emotionally they know what they want more than men. They know what they need more than men. And normally what they want and what they need are the same thing. Now, when it comes to like cosmetics and things on the surface, 
then that's when the running jokes about women not knowing what they want come into play. So let me break it down to you what I've learned personally. When she says, I need intimacy, that means she needs an intimate investment without expecting a sexual return. When my wife tells me I need intimacy, that means she needs intimate actions without sexual aspirations. Now, to further prove my point when it comes to her knowing what she wants and needs emotionally versus her not knowing what she wants or needs cosmetically. So we've got the emotional part out the way. Cosmetically and surface stuff, may I direct your attention to a conversation I'm sure we have all had. Sounds something like this. I need food. Dope. What do you want? I don't know. See how that goes? Now you're driving around for an hour trying to figure out what it is she wants. Because she don't know what she wants. But she knows she needs food. However, I will say this though. Fellas, if you know your woman intimately, whether she knows what she wants to eat or where she wants to eat, if you know your woman intimately, you know there is a food for every mood. All my senses were enhanced and intensified, man. Like I really realized that when it comes to her and I, everything is truly better together. And for the first time in a long time, I realized how much I needed her, how much I craved her, how much I lusted for her. Now, lust isn't a bad thing if it's directed towards the right person. I also realized how much I appreciated her and how much I truly missed her while I was behind those cell bars. It's like I found her all over again, but in the light that she is now. And I realized that this young, silly love that we had had matured and blossomed into this mature and amazing silly love but one weekend no matter how incredible and amazing that weekend was will change the years of the intimacy drought but it's a start all right so i'm gonna wrap it up and i'm gonna sum it up with this i think we got it wrong communication is not the key comprehension is the key and i'll say this I love you is a statement. Intimacy is the action. And if actions speak louder than words, then intimacy is vital to a happy marriage. All right, fellas, that's it, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, the season finale of the Hashtag Dad podcast airs live on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Facebook and YouTube is Hashtag Dadswag. Instagram is Dadswag Podcast. I hope to see you guys there. You don't want to miss this one. I promise you it's going to be fire. But you already know the routine. Look down below. If you're a new dad, old dad, looking to build uh, your dad community and get some good men, good fathers, good husbands around you, look down below. I've attached some IG pages for you to follow that I personally follow. It's important that we build our community. Because as always, you need to remember Iron sharpens iron. So love and blessings to you and yours and me and mine.